Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. I am your host, the outlaw, Kenny Dean, and I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I promise you the podcast will get better and better thanks to you and your input. So I'm going to get right into this. I kind of previewed what I will be talking about. And it was missing person reports, right? How many of us have went to calls over and over and over numerous times to the same location, the same house? And you go, ma'am, have you even checked for your child? Have you went around a corner? Have you called anybody? And I venture to say 80% or more of the parents answer is no or a guardian or especially if they, if they're in a group home, you can forget that their first, first choice is to call 911 because they say, this is, this is what they say. They say, I got to get a report. Okay. We get that. Right. Everybody's on the CYA thing. But you're doing a report and you look at the name. You're very familiar with the name, the location, the address. When the address comes out over the air, you're like, shit, right? Because it's always time, close to time to getting off. It's a nasty, angry person you're dealing with this, has to give you the information, right? And usually they're driven by somebody said i need to call they say right they say that's it they they say i gotta call all right so you know you ask the questions you check facebook checks instagram yeah any friends have they done this before the routine stuff that you already know the answer to it's okay right and then you're like well ma'am why don't you go over to, I don't know, such and such house and let's check. No, I can't do that. I got my other kids here. Okay, well, is it anything that you can do to help besides just putting in a report? Because, see, here's the thing. We already know the reports. At least I know in D.C., unless it's critical, unless you deem a critical missing person, nobody's looking for you. That this the hard cold facts nobody's gonna look for you we don't have the manpower dc doesn't have the manpower okay dc can barely answer calls for service every day because everybody's is so short at the district level patrol level right but anyway so you're looking for some help with this and you're like okay well why did she leave why did he leave well we got in an argument I took their phone. I mean, it's usually something, right? So, okay, you do the report. You go through the whole nine yards. Get the classification. Man, make sure you call back. Or, sir, make sure you call back when they get home, right? So we can take them out of the system. They never do most of the time. Or when they do, right, you come back and you go, yeah, man, where were you at? Because you're supposed to put where they were, right? 
He's supposed to contact youth division. We rarely do that. Again, unless it's a five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old, we just, I'm sorry, it's just a report. And the problem is 95% of the time, these kids are at somebody's house with another parent who won't pick up the phone and say, your child is over here. Can they stay for the night? the weekend, or whatever. They will not pick up the phone because they take the word of the child that says, my mom said it was okay for me to stay over here, right? We could avoid so much if we took it back to a time when you had to call that other parent, right? You had to call, right? You had to call. Mom, uh, such and such mom want to speak to you. Is it okay for Kennedy to stay over here? Yeah, that's fine. I'll pick him up Sunday. That's it. Case closed, right? I don't know what's going on with society that it never works like that anymore. So when people ask, where are the police? Where are the police? They're on reports like that. Okay? So help us or help law enforcement, you want them to run more efficient. Help them by helping yourself. Seriously, it's it's a simple, let me at least check and see if my child is over here before I call the police. But normally, it's easier just to call those magic three numbers as I call them. 911 solves everything. 911 solves everything nowadays, right? Um, it gets into the mental health part of it, which I said I was going to get into. Well, I know in D.C. there were caseworkers, right, that went around looking for mental health. Um, we had to call them clients or they called them clients, right? And most of them really were in need of help, but, you know, they were competent enough to stay on the street and survive, and they didn't want any intervention from police or any kind of social services, right? They survived. So you had these, we call it a kidnapping, right? Forced kidnapping. You had these social workers that would go out on the street, look for the homeless, and look for some of the, and and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, because you guys know what I mean, but look for some of the most nastiest homeless people covered in feces, covered in shit, covered in piss, and go, yeah, well, we're going to go ahead, and in D.C. it was called FD12. We're going to go ahead and FD12 them and take them over to a place called CPAP, which is basically uh, a waste of time, right? just to get them off the street, just to, like basically for the social workers to say we did something or we tried, we tried to do something, right? But in the midterm, the officers are the ones that are out there fighting these people, right? Because most of the people don't want to come willingly. So you out there in the middle of the street, downtown DC, wherever, uptown, fighting, Right. Two, three officers fighting with this 
I know in one case, it was a woman. It's about 250 pounds in the middle of downtown. She didn't want to go because she was like, I don't want to be bothered. Well, while you out there grinding, trying to get this lady under control, the only thing the public sees as they drive by is, mm-mm, look at that. Three police officers beating up that poor old lady, right? They don't understand this lady strong as an ox. They don't understand this lady's covered in feces. She's covered in hair lice, right? While the social worker, I know in that, in that case, in most of the cases, the social worker's staying there looking at you with a clipboard in their hand. They're not going to help. They don't help. Because everything falls on 911. Everything falls on law enforcement. And people get mad because they go, uh, well, in a crisis, you need to call somebody. You need to, you know, you need to do this instead of using force. It just doesn't work that way 98% of the time. It just doesn't. You don't have time to wait for a social worker to get off her ass, get in a car, and drive to where you are just to say, yeah, I think she needs help. Right? You have to do what you have to do. And a lot of times you have to use force on, on these people. And it doesn't look good. The optics are bad. So people get upset. Because like I said, it's three or four officers on this poor little person or this poor person. But they don't know that this person has been violent, is violent, or anything like that in the past. Right? So, okay. That's cool. But I get to the point of we expect, and when I say we, most citizens expect law enforcement to perform miracles flawlessly, right? Traffic stops. Uh, it should be done flawlessly. Nobody should get hurt. Well, if you paying attention nowadays, a lot of the traffic stops, people jumping out the cars, resisting, fleeing, grabbing officers, weapons, doing all kinds of things. I mean, a lot of that can be avoided by just staying your ass in the car, taking a ticket, whatever it is, and fighting it later. Fighting it later. Right? Sometimes you just got to shut up, bite the bullet, and fight it later. Shit, you know this. Most cops don't even want to go to court. Chances are it's going to get thrown out. So sometimes you got to learn how to just shut up, right? As my mom used to say, shut up, right? Just be quiet. And you figure it out another day. But I blame, like I said, society, these civil rights attorneys. I blame social media. Because it's now cool to fight the police. It's cool to fight authority in general, right? It's cool to fight authority in general. And unfortunately, people are dying on both sides because you're getting put in situations where you have to use force or if you don't use force, you're getting killed, right? And, and it's sad to say it, but it goes both ways. Right. It goes both ways. And, and I'm sorry. And people are not going to like some of my broadcasts and what they hear. 
but I'm not here to sugarcoat it. And if you are very sensitive, um, this is probably not the place you want to be. But most law enforcement and first responders don't have a voice. So I'm trying to be that voice. So anyway, back to what I'm saying. These civil rights attorneys, um, these advocates, you, you know, you basically kind of putting it out there that it's okay to resist, it's okay to fight, it's okay to do whatever. No, just sit still, videotape. We cool with that, right? Record. Fine, record, record an officer. Most officers like record me all day because I'm recording, right? I don't care. Just give me a license, your registration, your proof of insurance, and I promise you 98% of the time, you are on your way. You are on your way because nowadays, most police don't even want to pull your ass over because it's too much of a hassle and a struggle. Too much. Unless you riding upside down backwards with a cell phone and a gun hanging out the car, most police officers are going to drive right past you and keep it moving. Trust me. They behind you, you're like, oh shit, the police behind me. Bro, they just trying to get home to work to the next call. Pull over to the right side, get out the way and let them move. I'm I'm dead serious with that. Nobody, most police, again, the ones I'm in contact with, and I am in contact with a lot of police, nobody wants to pull you over nowadays. Most police, unless they don't field training, have a rookie, something like that. And even that is on a limited type basis nowadays because it's too much hassle with it. Uh, too much that can go wrong. And we are in such a place in society nowadays where no matter what happens, the officer is wrong, right? You already know that. And I, I will always say, I will never say there are 100% good police out here, right? I work with a couple bad asses. But I will tell you this, their asses are isolated. Most of the other officers don't show up on their calls. They they don't go to back them up. They don't want to be on their scenes because they don't want to be involved with the foolishness. Trust me on that. And they one way or another, they weed themselves out. And do we, you know, you're, oh, it's the blue line, the blue wall. Um, It's strength in being a police officer, right? A brother police officer. But trust me, nobody's out here trying to lose $100,000 over a crooked officer. It, it ju- it's just not like TV. Now, if you're doing some, they doing some crud and you don't know about it, it's nothing we can say. But like I keep telling everybody, we or police don't go on TV and have news conferences. That's just not how it works. It doesn't work that way. You'll put in a box. You're interviewed, you're recorded by internal affairs, uh, whoever you go in front of, whatever board your city or county has, civilian review board, and then it goes from there. But police don't win their battles 
and and on social media like most people do. It doesn't work that way. That's why if you ever notice in a shooting, high profile, anything like that, you never hear from the police. You may hear from the attorney, but you never hear from the police. You always hear from the opposite side until the trial. Right. And then all the information comes out. And then you wonder why you're like, why did the officer get off? Because all the true information came out. Most of it. Right. And and you're like, wow, okay. They got off. No, the truth came out. They just had to shut up for the eight or nine months leading up to the trial. So anyway, I'm I'm getting back to what's going on in law enforcement today. Um the media slams police all day, all night, unless they can be used as a tool. Right? As I'm recording this right now there's a active shooter situation going on up in uh northwest dc uh so far it's three people shot and it's still stuff going on so i'm not even gonna speculate or put it out there but from what i understand from good sources um it's an active shooter going on so i hope everybody up there makes it out okay civilian and police but anyway the media is up there, right? Because I'm watching them. The media is up there trying their best to get any officer to talk. Trying their best to get an angle from any citizen on the street that they can just to report something. And it's not the truth. They're not, they're not trying to report the truth. They just need a sound bite. And I always try to tell people that. They need a sound bite. And people never understand why the media goes after the guy on the corner with no teeth can hardly speak. Um, know he's going to say some, something negative because he makes a good sound bite. They're going to go to him over the well-educated looking black man or black woman that's standing there. Because they don't know what they're going to say, right? They may say the truth or they're going to say something they that the media doesn't want to hear. So why not go over to this person who I already know when I put this mic in front of their face, it's going to go bad, right? But that's how they work. And that's the purpose of this podcast because law enforcement has to have some backbone. And again, I'm not talking about individual officers. But just the people that put out the information for for the police. You can't keep pandering to the will of the media and the will of the basically, to be honest, the one percent. The cancel culture, the everybody who's a, who's offended if you say this, everybody who doesn't want to hear the truth. Um, people who live in this reality that things, bad things don't happen out there. Bad things happen out there in that street all the time. Every day across this country. And you only get to see about half of it. Right? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't think half of America could take what's really happening on a day-to-day basis. They were all be in therapy. I mean, hell, they're in therapy now 
if they get the wrong order from Starbucks, right? So just imagine, just imagine if they got the real deal. So again, during the length of um, my law enforcement career, I can probably count on one hand the time the media ever showed up on a scene, a shooting, anything, right? And actually reported what really happened, what really happened on that scene. It was always sources said, sources said, and you're looking around like, what sources? Who, who, what sources? You've been sitting in that van for 40 minutes. What sources? But they have to report something because if they don't get something out, then I don't have anything to bait the audience into watching. And that's what it all comes down to. Ratings and advertisement. So again, there, there for me, there's an appeal for law enforcement agencies to seriously start backing their people, especially when they do right. Right. And let people know how hard of a job it is out there. Let them know. And don't always sugarcoat uh, or sound bites themselves. Okay. Because most of America is smart enough to know if you tell them the information. If you sit there and say, suspect, grab the officer's gun, suspect, grab the officer's taser. Most people with common sense would go, mm, that wasn't a good move. That wasn't a good move. Right? But if you only hear one side of it from the defense attorney or the civil rights attorney, then that's all, you know, people start to believe because that's all they hear. So, again, with that being said, these podcasts are going to be set up for everybody to have some intervention in this. Like, I want to hear your stories. I want you to hit me up. Like I say, Instagram, you know how to get in touch with me, direct message, email, whatever. Because I want to put your stories out there. I think next week, I'm going to give a little bit about the... Uh, the couple of shootings that I was in and what happens on those shootings. Cause I want to get into some post-traumatic stress disorder stuff. And guys, if you've been in a shooting, if you've been involved in a shooting, reach out to me, right? Hit me up. Cause again, I want you guys involved in this. Cause I want to, I, I want to build something that's different from what's out there now where you have to play by the rules or you're canceled. Let's put the truth out there. Right. And then along the way, maybe we can, I don't know, maybe we can help some officers um, grow and feel better about this career. Because it's pretty rough out there nowadays. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to, again, add some more to it as we go on. And I definitely appreciate you just listening to any one of the episodes. 
and I will see you guys again in a couple days. Stay safe.